episode number two. Episode number two. <laughs> I don't know why that's where my brain went, but welcome back. We are your hosts. I'm Natasha. And I'm Trey. And this is Rejected. This year is flying by. I know, right? It's about to be 2023. Which is insane. I feel like part of my brain is a thousand percent still stuck in 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Have you gotten COVID? I have, actually. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me and my partner had it at the same time. Mm-hmm. No fun. Yeah, it was not it is not fun. And I had survived it for a while. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I've never had COVID. I mean, I got vaccinated. But I didn't have COVID for did, the longest time. Did y'all have, like, the first strain of it or later variations? Well. Mutations. So, I, he was sick first. And he took a, he took a COVID test, an at-home COVID test, and it tested, it was negative. But at that time, there was apparently, like, a lot of false negatives going out. Mm-hmm. And then, so a couple of days later, I started getting sick. And I woke up and then, like, early one morning with, like, a hunt, like, high fever and I went to the doctor and had a positive COVID test it didn't tell me what strain or anything but I had tested positive but our symptoms like or my symptoms were horrific oh. <laughs> it made me feel so bad did you lose smell and taste no I didn't actually I thought that I was losing my taste but I didn't know if it was because I was so stopped up you mm-hmm. know and like so congested but um, nothing, like, I've, I know some people that have had, like, major effects after For sure. having COVID. And I luckily have not had any. Yeah. Did I you ever have it? Uh, I don't. So I think I had it back in February of 2020 before it really came mainstream. I remember it was the sickest I'd ever been. And um, I was, like, calling my friend and letting them know. I was like, I have these weird, heavy feelings in my chest. Like, I can't breathe. I've never felt this before. I don't know what's going on. And then, like, three or four weeks later was March 13th, and everything kind of started to come come out, 13th mm. or 14th or whatever it was. But, mm. yeah, so I have never tested positive for COVID, but I think I had it early on and maybe, like, a few months ago. But all the tests came up negative that I took. So Well, see, we went to – we went and stayed in a cabin one weekend, and before it started coming out too, and Shay and I both got pretty sick, mm-hmm. and he thinks that we had COVID at that time too, but we didn't. This was like either I think this was like right when COVID was coming out, and we never got we never went and got tested. Right. But he thinks that we had it at that time. Such a wild, wild thing to think about with all of that, mm. and then where we are now, and all of the change our world has went through since then. Um, But, you know, another thing that comes up around this time is New Year's resolutions and commitments and all of these things that we try to do to, like, rein in the new year Mm -hmm. and and kind of end the current year in a productive way. Um, Speaking of that and, like, commitments, we are going to be talking about keeping commitments to yourself today. Yes. I think it'll be a very important topic. Yeah. I mean, just even for us as individuals, but for anybody else that 
you know, might struggle with or is having commitments, you know, all those kinds of things. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, totally. And just as a reminder for everyone, we are not therapists, even though we like to pretend that we are at Mm -hmm. times. Um, And the views of this pod are our views alone and not meant to be held as like binding knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're just giving you our best. But, um, you know, it's so crazy when you think about keeping commitments to yourself and you would think that those are easy to do. But I find often in my life that I'm still in the phase of like my journey of where I'm very much people pleasing. And often if something has to go, it's myself. It's easy to let myself down and disappoint myself when there's so many other people out there that, you know, if I have to um, compare, if I'm letting down, you know, even three or four people or letting down myself, there's only one of me. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier to take that on. Um, And, you know, I'll keep my commitments to other people. I'll show up to events that I don't want to go to. I will, um, you know, be present for things. I'll make long-winded plans with people when it looks like, not it looks like, but when it comes to myself, I won't do the same thing. Um, do you find yourself really good at keeping commitments to yourself? Do you, are there any commitments that you currently have? Yes. And, uh, I like to think it's very hard. I guess it just depends on what I feel is the most. If, if, if I feel that that is important, Mm -hmm. which can probably bad, can probably a bad characteristic to have. But like, for instance, a few years ago, um, I was smoking cigarettes Mm -hmm. and I, quit smoking cigarettes, you know, it's something that I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do, you know, quit smoking cigarettes. Now, um, you know, everybody and their mom seems like they have a vape, you know, and that's one thing that I have quit doing recently is vaping and I haven't picked one up since, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, granted, I'm only, I think I'm only like two weeks into it, but Mm -hmm. I still catch myself sometimes reaching for it out of habit, you know? And sometimes keeping that commitment is challenging. It's like, okay, if like, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I'm like, oh, screw, screw that commitment. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get one anyways, because I'm having a bad day and I want, I want that. I think that's the hardest thing about keeping commitments is falling through and being able to still stay strong whenever you're having low days but and I think it's so easy to forego what we want for ourselves in the future for what's in the moment I find myself very quickly defaulting to my coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. um out of like survival and necessity and completely forgetting oh wait you don't want to do this because one it's not good for your health you know not even just speaking of that things for myself but also because this is something that doesn't make you feel bad so do you want a moment of blissfulness now or release now or do you want it lasting after you've completed this goal and being able to look back and be like i committed to that yeah i did that the commitment Mm -hmm. you know and i also think that like new year's resolutions are like so like just cliche Mm -hmm. you know everybody has a new year's resolution everybody does you know it's like a big i remember like being in elementary school and high school and our teachers asking what is it that we wanted to change going into the new years and it's like how many of those new year's resolutions that i have that i actually Mm -hmm. stuck with well, there's I like really an insane percentage by by the first 30 days, and I wish I knew the numbers, but by the first 30 days, you know, a high number has quit. But by the first three months, like, I think it's like 80 or 70% of people who made New Year's resolutions have dropped those resolutions. And I think that 
there's a few key things that we do to set ourselves up for failure when it comes to keeping commitments or goals to ourselves. And I think that one of those first and foremost is we're putting too much on our plate. And when we're doing too much, we're, um, we're not receiving enough because we're pulling ourselves so thin Mm -hmm. Um, and I find myself like okay when I go to sit down and make goals I see you know the paper and I'm like well I got to fill this whole damn paper with goals when realistically I should have you know one maybe two goals that I'm trying to achieve so that way they're actually measurable and doable Mm -hmm. yeah and I just I don't know I definitely overload my plate with to do's and then find myself getting drained and upset when I haven't complete or only complete portions of multiple, you know? Yeah. And I think that the preparation of that, like mm-hmm. you said, being able to like fill up a whole sheet of paper with goals is it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun to like have those things. But I think the execution of it and the follow through of the things that you wrote on that paper is the most important thing. But like you said something earlier about coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Like what are some, what are some coping mechanisms that you have? If you're like, if you have a commitment and you're like, Oh my God, today is temptation. I want to like, I'm something's in me like, Hey, go pick up that vape, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, go buy one. Like what, what are some of your coping mechanisms that would keep you Um, still in line with keeping your commitments to yourself so not negative coping coping mechanisms like good ones that i find productive what are some what are some things that you do that keep your mind off of that yeah you know what i mean um so i think that some of the things is surrounding myself with what I'm trying to accomplish, right? So one thing that I have found wildly helpful, and honestly, it all started when I saw you planning out your day. And I think it's just like one, obviously, when you write it down, it becomes more real and becomes, um, you know, part of the truer world and also reminds you. But when I when I first saw you do that, I was like, okay, how do I take this into something that I'm able to actually make progress out of and so I found that for me writing down daily like the things that I have to do for my personal life just doesn't work for me so I was like okay because I have to do that at work and I'm like well I have a hard time separating the two so my personal life my work life because I'll start thinking about my personal tasks and immediately go to oh well I got to do this for work I got to do this work so uh, I had to take myself out of that mindset and i bought um, a journal a while back and the first couple pay or sorry it's not even a journal it's a, um, a planner and I bought the planner with the sole goal of being like I can doodle in this thing I can you know write things down um, and it's going to be amazing so I get the planner in and pretty much immediately I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the blank space by what what do I actually have to do and goodness like what matters enough to put down in the planner you know and so at the beginning of every month it has these circles and it pretty much is like I'm going to commit to doing this for myself and every week it also has you reiterate that and then the last week of the month it has you look back on the the broader picture of the entire goals and what you achieved and what you didn't achieve but the, the thing that I like about it is it also asks, why didn't you achieve that? What could you have done better to complete your goal? So I think first and foremost, after a long-winded answer to your question, one of the things that I can do to help hold myself accountable is keep things around me that remind me of what I'm trying to achieve 
but also successful planning. And I feel like that looks so different for everyone, but for, I think there are a few common things that we have to know and we have to do in order to achieve our goals. You know, simply like, do we have the knowledge and resource to go into this successfully? Or do I need to plan ahead of time? For instance, like I am newer to cooking um, and I'm newer to basic nutritional concepts <laughs> just because that's not something that I was raised doing. My mom always cooked for me. My grandma always cooked for me. It wasn't something that I had to worry about. So now in my adult life, I'm like, okay, well, I need more knowledge in order to be healthier, to cook more, to plan my meals in a successful way. Um, so giving yourself knowledge, surrounding yourself with knowledge that is useful to you. Um, I also think that like in, am I able to actually visualize my success in this area? Because I feel like our mind is so freaking powerful. And if we have not, um, if we can't visualize it, we probably can't make it happen. Like we have to be able to see ourselves succeeding in something in order to succeed, we have to believe in ourselves and and trust ourselves. And I think, you know, a little part of um, getting ranty here, but a little part of being able to commit to something is respecting ourselves enough to say, "No, I come first. This goal comes first because I envisioned it and I care about it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that whenever you are keeping those commitments to yourself and then you're like, okay, this is a goal that I've hit. It makes you be like, wow, I saw something the other day that said, you know, a lot of people, they'll not, they'll be like, where do you want to be in five years or 10 Mm -hmm. years? They're like, I want to make a lot of money. You know, I want to make money. I want to make money, money, money. And it's like, do you have a dollar amount that you want to make? And they say that it's important to realize that and figure out okay I want to make 150 grand by Mm -hmm. this a year by this time you know Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't know it's just they just said that setting expectations like you were saying but almost like exactly what you're wanting and Mm -hmm. then keeping that goal is like because once you hit that goal you're like oh wow I did this what's gonna Mm -hmm. be my next one right know. but I also like like you just said envisioning and knowing like what that the specifics of that goal are that's all part of the knowledge Mm -hmm. of knowing if you can succeed it and you know for people using your example for people that want to make money well then you have to ask the question is this job that I'm currently in going to get me to that goal or do I need to look elsewhere do I Mm -hmm. need to take on additional jobs is the field of work that I'm in one that people in our current economic situation are successful in and profitable in Mm -hmm. um and I think that you know, when when I'm also, like, making commitments and setting goals um, for myself, one thing that I also try and re- remind myself is, is this something that you actually even care about? Like, is this something that you feel like genuinely benefits you? Or are you doing something that you're seeing everyone else do because that's what society or people or your friend groups have told you that you need to do? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I can only show up as myself. And even if that person is varying wildly from day to day, like that's all that's all I got. And Mm -hmm. trying to be someone else or trying to set goals that other people have achieved doesn't get Natasha anywhere. 
Well, I and I saw something the other day that said comparison is the thief of joy. For sure. And it's like, you know, comparing yourself to these friends that have these things or that do these things, it's like, okay, you can compare yourself all you want to, but that's what's that's what makes people miserable, right? It's mm-hmm. what creates envy. And it's like, they did this, I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. But really what you're doing is you're just setting yourself up to fail yeah. because like everybody has a different path, you know, right. and they might have committed to doing something that they planned five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, but th- they probably got there because they kept those commitments to right. themselves. And you had to think about like, where would I be right. if I keep the commitments that I made for myself, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and consistency is so important. And I think, you know, just like you were just talking about, um, I feel like often we find we see failure as a negative and we see failure as a detractor and we start to disappoint ourselves. But I think that one failure, we have the most to gain from failure and the least amount to gain from ease, because if something is easy, then we don't give it any thought. We don't care about it as much. But if you truly had to work for something, if you had to go outside of your comfort zone to get where you wanted to be that's you growing and Mm -hmm. that's you being a better person but I feel like a lot of people when they think about those things they get so put off by the idea of failure or the idea of being uncomfortable um, that they don't even start the journey to begin with and it's okay to fail it's better if you do because that means that you at least tried but also you probably learned a lot more and now you have a better starting foot to get back at it and keep going. And it doesn't matter if you fail five days in a row and you got one day right. Celebrate that one day. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it all depends on like who you have, like who you're surrounding yourself Mm -hmm. with and who is going to keep encouraging you to still keep going even amidst amongst the failures that you yeah. might have because it also just depends on the person and how the, how that person handles failure you know like for sure you might have like if you were a very athletic kid and you know you failed at you know you, not necessarily failed but maybe you didn't do as good in some of your games as a kid you know mm-hmm. and your parent because your parents were so just like competitive then sometimes their form of punishment to not doing as good in the game because their parents think that they failed in some way or didn't do well. Like they're pointing a finger in their face, you know, and you're like, you failed, you didn't do good. And then so you have some people that are afraid to Mm -hmm. mess up. Well, you're carrying the burden of yourself and your parents at that point. Yes. But then it's just like, if you are someone that is even encouraging amongst the failure Mm -hmm. that they or you have done, then it's like, okay, that is the best form of encouragement. Like pressure and those kinds of things is not uh, the best way to do that, you know? So I totally, I totally get and understand what you're saying. Like totally. Well, and you know, I feel like that's a, that's a really good point just because I think that often um, parents don't realize the type of pressure and expectation that they're putting onto their children. And granted, not all children are out there trying to please their parents, but I think that there are a good majority that are trying to be successful in their parents' eyes. They just want to make them proud. Yeah, but I think a better question that, you know, parents could start asking is, what does success look like to you? What is your success? What are you interested in? Mm -hmm. And I think that often 
the idea is that we, you know, if our parents are successful, then we follow in their successful footsteps. And for a long time, it was like the dad would ask you to take on their family business. Yeah, or it's whatever. like the dad was a lawyer. Now the yeah. son needs to be a lawyer, yeah. and the, but the son doesn't feel like he, wants, he wants to be a to lawyer. Be a he wants to be a professional yeah. baseball player. You know, yeah. it's like or a ballet. Or a ballet. Person. Mm-hmm. Whatever Or those an are Uber driver. Dude, for real. And I think that that's the <laughs> best thing about um, kind of digging deeper and searching into ourselves and taking out all of the static noise of who we're told that we need to be and just being mm-hmm. and just allowing ourselves to free think. I think there's so much telling us who we need to be why we need to think a certain way but no you do you boo boo and you be your most authentic self and you fucking crush your goals and you celebrate them with the Mm -hmm. people that you love well if you think about it like as we were kids i mean we're in we're in our mid to late 20s you know Mm -hmm. right now and whenever we were in school like the norm was graduate high school go to college mm-hmm. when you get done with college you're gonna find an amazing job with great money mm-hmm. and then after you do that time to start a family buy a house yeah. you know and like you have that drilled into your heads and then growing up it's like okay that's what I need to do you know right. I have to go to college to do this because that's what I was taught as a kid right. but it's like and if I no. don't have that education then I'm not successful and, and I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna make any. money yeah. and I mean it's so easy for like a lot of kids in this day and age, like right now in 2022 that graduated college or graduated high school last year or is graduating high school this year to just feel completely lost and not know what we're doing. Well, and all I'm saying is if college was so important and getting like, I definitely think regardless of what you're doing, get a higher education, whatever that looks like for you, whether that means trade school or being an artist or whatever that is. But the fact that college is not free, it is telling a certain subset of people you can be successful. Mm-hmm. But no, not you because you can't afford it. You didn't mm-hmm. come from good money. You didn't do well enough in high school to get grants and all of these things. But I'm just like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Because that ain't what it is. And, you know, even for myself, like, as I'm getting to be, oh my god, Thursday next, mm-hmm. um, next year, I am finding myself being like, oh my god. And I tried going back to school already once, and even though that is a path, what I went to school for was something that I genuinely love, um, my normal day-to-day life and having a full-time job and, you know, pretty much running a business and my own personal business has gotten in the way of that, and I find myself beating myself up because I'm like, well, you didn't, your whole goal was to go and do this, but you didn't accomplish going to school, so you can't be a therapist and things that you have to actually go to school for. But, you know, I think back to what you were just saying about these expectations and the timeline. And I remember, so I got married right out of high school and married my high school sweetheart. Um, And I remember immediately, we had the day that we got married, everyone was like, so when are you having kids? I had just turned 18. And now for some reason, because I was married, all of the adults in my life felt it appropriate to push on a life-changing decision such as having kids at such a young age when no one was more like do you have a stable job you know are are you is your relationship good no one gave a shit about that 
It was what I could be doing next to service the plan. And why is that like the main thing? Like when you had yeah. kids, like how do you even know that you want to have kids? Oh, and I don't. And I, you know? it took me going through that marriage and also being around kids for, that's what I do for work. But it took that for me to realize that like, I'm a very selfish, per- <laughs> selfish person with my time. And I don't want to have to give up my time, my goals, my journey to take care of someone else. And some people do want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I get it. But that's not the path for me. And now being divorced from that person after like 13 years together, I am so grateful that we did not have children. One, the divorce would have been 10,000 times more messy, but our marriage would have been a million times worse. And then I would be tied to this person for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I think about that and it almost makes me angry with everyone around me. One for my parents not standing in and being like, what are you doing? Like, don't get married so young, but I also can't be told anything and I'm going to do what I want to do. So it probably wouldn't have helped anyways, but also for pushing this agenda on me that in my opinion, they knew was going to ruin my life, but because that was the norm, that's what Natasha needed to do mm. well and that's a commitment that you're keeping to yourself and mm-hmm. you're like hey I don't this is not a path that I'm going to go down and if you're going to be with somebody that does want to have that and it's going to cause strain mm-hmm. possibly down the road then it's like this is what I want to do I'm keeping that to myself like I'm going to be selfish yeah. and you're like that's and that's okay mm-hmm. you know that's okay yeah. kids are not for everybody no they're not and that's not to say if someone wants to come and put some baby in these guts Maybe that'll be the right person. The right you never time. know. <laughs> you never know. But as of right now, uh, that's just not. Oh God, sorry guys. Uh, I just that's mean just not like you're getting closer to forty, and Will you're you gonna shut need the to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need to come up. I mean, hell, I know somebody now that's having a baby in their forties. I could be fifty-seven and have a baby if I wanted to. You better live until you're one hundred and seven, then. Um, it doesn't mean that once I pop it out, that's the world's problem. <laughs> no, it's your problem for the rest of your I'm life. It's not even gonna be a problem for eighteen years. Yeah, I don't even like problem. saying problem. It's going to be a responsibility of yours, yeah. not even just for 18 years, but for the rest of their life, the rest of their life yeah. until the day that you die, because you have a responsibility as a yeah. parent. Mm-hmm. I don't want that responsibility. That ain't my journey. I've been thinking more about it. Like I have, I haven't like really ever wanted mm-hmm. a kid because I'm, I feel the same way about you, but I feel like things change and I, just think I've been thinking you just have to kind of like just shed a different light on it than what mm-hmm. you were shedding on it before you know and not even just with having kids but with anything you yeah know, with anything for sure well I think that you have to I mean you should constantly be growing and constantly seeking out what makes you happy and that may be different from day to day and minute to minute but I think that what is the important thing is that you are seeking those things out. You are giving That's yourself That's what I was going to say. And not even necessarily seeking out things that make you happy, but just seeking out new things. Mm-hmm. Because six months ago, I would have never thought that doing a podcast was going to be something that brought yeah. me joy, you know? Never even thought about it. But just seeking out something new and doing it, it's just like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the... I mean, because when you're, whenever you stop seeking things out and you stop like trying to find new yep. things to do that's when your life becomes stagnant mm-hmm. and it becomes boring and you're mm-hmm. like 
what else am I going to do? I'm right. running out of things to do. Well, and I feel like that's when your inner, like, fight or flight starts to happen and you get scared and you start acting out in negative ways. And, you know, back onto, like, our original conversation, that's when you start going to those um, those coping mechanisms that might not be healthy, but they're familiar. And familiar is so easy, but the unknown is hard and it's scary and it's not as easy. But I don't know. I feel like in the days of, you know, doing organ trail and getting scurvy and yellow fever, mm-hmm. I would much prefer to take the, the bumpy path than the easy, clean cut one. Like, I'm a person that I am today because of the struggles and the things that I had to go through. And even though I might not be in a place where I am completely living like my truest form, every single day I'm working at doing that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just swallowing it down. <laughs> well, I was hoping that you were still going to keep talking, and then you stopped talking mid-drink, <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to hurry so I can talk. But... So, um, just really quickly, do you have any commitments that you are currently trying to keep with, or any that you're going to... I'm still holding on to the no vaping. Mm-hmm. That's something that I, I still want to continue to do, because I do notice a difference. Kind of, I think. Well, yes, I do. I think I'm in the phase right now where I'm a little irritable because I don't have, you know, you go through that like irritable phase. You're like, oh, I don't have this. But I have been thinking of some commitments going into the new year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to share those quite yet because I'd still like to have to think about it and stew on it. I mean, I'll of course share it with you, but like I have a hard time sometimes letting people know my, what those are. Mm -hmm. And it's probably like, I probably should should think differently about it because I could tell somebody, right? And then them help me. Yeah. When you voice it, it makes it real. Exactly. So if I'm voicing it and then I'm like, but what if I can't keep that commitment? Then I just let myself down and I let that person down that I told it to, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a way of thinking. I need to get over it. But like, I I, I do have one that I have been trying to prep myself for. Okay. You know, because like, my birthday's in December, you know, mm-hmm. my birthday's in December. We've got Christmas, New Year's, like, that's, like, a very important, it's, like, my favorite month out of the whole year. I love Christmas, my favorite holiday in the world. Oh, my God, that's your favorite holiday? I love Christmas music. Okay. Like, I've been dying to go ahead and put our Christmas trees up. Yeah. Because it's after Halloween. Yeah. And she's like, well, we still got Thanksgiving to go through. I'm like, but we, that only it's a gonna Christmas leave, holiday. it's only gonna <laughs> leave our christmas tree up for a few weeks yeah so i'm gonna do it so okay i now that i know that that's your favorite holiday which is so funny to me um but what is one really quickly do you have a favorite christmas tradition and i can't remember what my second question is so answer that first one what is my favorite like do i have a favorite christmas tradition tradition? Mm -hmm. Whether it be something that you do for yourself, something that you do with your family, something that you do with your partner. I mean, I've like I have such a big family, mm-hmm. and growing up, I was always at my grand, I was me at my grandparents' house one Christmas. There's, I don't think I've ever really had consistency with, like, um, traditions mm-hmm. that way. Uh, I, I mean, one that I've looked forward to every year since I've been with my partner is pulling out the decorations from the attic and just start decorating, you know, it sounds very cliche, but I don't really have, it's hard to think. Like, I don't really, I I mean, it's something to think about, you know, to start Mm -hmm. a tradition, but 
I have. Um, What's yours? So I, uh, holidays were a huge deal to mm-hmm. my family and things that I like. I wouldn't say it's a tradition because I don't necessarily do it. But one thing we used to do every single year was each. uh, So my family are pretty like art savvy. And so every year we would paint the windows and each sibling would get their own window like section. And um, we would just like paint a mural and then the best mural won. And, you know, it follows over into Easter, like the best egg one, the best pumpkin. Um, but that was always a big thing. But also just getting to, like you said, pull out the decorations and start decorating. And on to my second question that I now remember, which is such an important question for me. Are you a real or a fake tree person? I'm a fake tree person. I have allergies and asthma. <laughs> and if I have a real tree yeah. in my living room I will be sneezing every single day y'all no one except for Trey saw the disgust on my face until he said it was due to allergies and then I was like okay yeah I get that because my yes. mom has insane allergies and um there were only a few times that we had real trees but we used to have this humongous fake tree that we would put um I can't remember his name but it was like something like Doug, his name was Douglas Fir. And it was a talking face that you put in your tree and it had a microphone. And so you could like hide behind the tree and be like, yo, what up, bitch? (laughs) Things like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think, I think I, I, we had like one real tree one Mm -hmm. year, but like the stuff, it, it was like more of a hassle. Honestly, yeah. than it was. Well, you have to keep it alive. You have to yes. vacuum. Yes, and it like falls. Like it, the stuff would like fall. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is like. Well, and then it's the removal of the tree. That's mm-hmm. a whole thing. But I am a real tree person through and through. If I could go chop down my own tree, bitch. I Honestly, would. I think that would be such a cool experience to do one day. Like I would yeah. totally. I mean, like we. Do keep you want to a... come get a real tree with me? Like it will be in my house, so you don't. You can have all of the experience, but not actually. I'm have to totally do it. down. We should do like oh my god we should do like cookies and do like a whole christmas themed fun thing where you come over and we just fucking decorate i love and play like i love christmas music i've already been listening to christmas music it was christmas music was on in walmart today one of my absolute favorite songs is a christmas song Mm. i i'm so i would be so down for that and, and we have to watch old christmas movies mm -hmm. and we need hot cocoa bombs I don't know what that is, but yes. Hot co- hot, the hot cocoa bombs. It's like chocolate. Oh, and, and then they you have, pour it over. You pour it. Mm-hmm. You like My pu- put apartment it in. complex last year got us that for Christmas. It was super sweet. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was super cute. They give all of their tenants it. And I was like, oh, god damn. This is a huge complex. But Love it was also that. like a luxury place. So they were just like, mm. Them luxury ones are good, huh? They are good. That is so, so good. I love hot cocoa. I'm excited for Christmas. Same. Are you going to put stuff up the second that we leave this closet? No, I'm going to do it when my boyfriend leaves one day (laughs) and to go like grocery shopping or something. I'm just going to start subtly putting like Christmas stuff out. I almost got stuff the other day. You you didn't see our house last year when it was decorated for Christmas, did you? I did not know you last year. It was wonderful. Mm, I'm so excited. You want to know one thing about... We have matching tall white uh, Christmas trees that we put on each side of the couch. Oh, cute for the windows. Oh, no, on each, each side, side of, of the couch. Uh, we have those um those two windows on each side of your door. Yes. So that's and but then we have a big Christmas tree that we put out on the front porch. And then it's just like... It's adorable. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm super excited. I'm I want to so do excited. more this year. Yeah. I think that one of the um 
bad things about this light hellhole that I'm living in is there's no outside plugs mm. in addition to not having a hose, <laughs> but we won't go there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, that sucks. It does That sucks so bad. It's the worst. Well, whenever you move, because you're moving, right? Probably. Like, even if you just stay local, you're yeah. still going to get out oh, of that house. Oh, 100%. You're, I'm you're not going to get out of that house. Yeah. We'll get you in a house that is better. <laughs> well, everyone. Better matches your criteria. Yeah, that would be nice. But let's see if it matches. Like, my, what my brain thinks my criteria is and what my pocketbook understands my criteria to mm-hmm. be are very different things. Like, mm-hmm. I can guarantee if you give me, like, four of the exact same product and there's, like, a knockoff you know, the, the main like expensive one and then some like just random whatever, like a dupe. Um, I guarantee that I will probably pick the, the expensive one, not because like I'm so cultured that I know, but I don't know what it is about this disgusting mind of mine, but that's where it goes. It's like money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. Like Mr. Krabs. You just have like an expensive taste. Yeah. Shay and I do too. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. All right, everyone. Well, this is the end of the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. It is so good to have you back. And and happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. We don't know when this one is coming out, but mm-hmm. happy holidays. Happy holidays. And keep commitments to yourself. Don't forget to respect yourself. Say no to others. And leave some ideas in the comments on how you, mm. be, like how you keep commitments to yourself. Because we all we could all use some ideas and yeah. all use some help. So. And we would love to hear what your New Year's resolutions are, even if they're like ones that you didn't keep. Mm-hmm. Listen, they could be ones that you tried to keep last year and you want to try again this year. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. It's We're going to keep late. trying every year until we get it, darling. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Yes, we. All right, y'all. Well, that's it. Bye. Bye.